What's up, guys? John Stacy here, your host of the Thick, Strong, and Awkward podcast. Uh, sorry, it's been a little while. I took a little hiatus for the uh, holidays and some life stuff, and uh, you know, going on a couple trips, filming the Nashville competition for the Clash Super Series. Uh, anyway. Uh, shook the dust off with this one. I felt a little rusty about my interview skills, and I'm sure that you guys will hear that uh, throughout the episode here. But I got to sit down and catch up with the deadlift specialist himself, the Clash finalist. He took fourth at the first uh, Clash on the Coast, and uh, that's nothing to shake a stick at. That's pretty goddamn impressive. He's been in the sport for 10-plus years now, Sean Shoemaker. Uh, really interesting guy, really nice, down to earth. Uh, he has clients. He ha- owns his own gym. Just a really interesting fellow. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this one if you can get past my uh, terrible interviewing skills. And I promise they'll get back to normal here real fast. All right. Without further ado, here we go. What's up, man? How's it going? Oh, it's going. How about you? Uh, pretty good so far. Yeah, you got a busy day. Um, actually, today's not too bad. I um just had a couple clients and then working on programming for my other clients. That's pretty much it. Yeah. How many clients do you have? Personal training. I only work with like three people. I try not to do a lot of that, and then. I have, I want to say 40, 40 clients as far as like between strongman and that I do programming for. So okay. there's like strongman, general fitness, you know, I have some CrossFit athletes. Yeah. You do some CrossFit athletes. Wow. I do. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Multifaceted. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds brutal. I, I guess I don't really know programming for CrossFit, how you would even approach that versus... Um, I do most of their strength. So like as far as their like work capacity and conditioning and stuff, they'll do like the wads and whatever, and they'll have like their own program for that. But I'll work on their strength, you know, like get their squats up, get their clean and jerk up, get their presses up, stuff like that. Yeah. I think a lot of people that, uh, you know, make fun of CrossFit forget that they often do have max events and things like that. They're actually pretty heavy. Yeah. Strength is very important for CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then you got its big brother, Strongman, where right. it's uh, brutal. Um, how you been feeling since the uh, deadlift attempt? You know, not too bad. Um, I've been sick, so I like my voice. I'm going to try not to cough the entire time that we do this. <laughs> um, but I wasn't too bad. My back was a little bit sore, but I drove home that night, so it was mm-hmm. an eight-hour drive. So I got in the car and just drove. And then, um, what was it? Monday, I decided to squat, which was probably a terrible idea because it like brought out the soreness even more. And uh-huh. then like my back and glutes were so sore, yeah. but everything was good. I was like, <clears throat> I walked away with that. I walked away from that pretty happy that I didn't hurt myself just holding that deadlift in that position for so long. Yeah. So yeah, I, I felt really good leaving that like physically. So I'm happy with that. I've watched, uh, my, um, video footage that i have of you doing it and it looks yeah. like you made the right call and like released it before you broke form or anything crazy mm-hmm. and i feel like that's probably just a testament to like your time in the sport and under those heavy deadlift poles but right. uh yeah you definitely it looked like you released it right at the right time to avoid injury and any like unnecessary <laughs> grind even though like uh-huh. every deadlift i see you do over 600 looks like a grind 
Right. And they are, I mean, yeah, so they're always so slow. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it was, and like, that was actually one of the first times I ever missed the pool after I got it off the floor too. Usually if I miss a pool, like I miss it on the floor. Like I just can't break the floor. Okay. So I was kind of, yeah, I hung out there for like a few seconds. I was like, this has to go. Like it was moving. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, no, it's not going. It started to break down. Yeah. I mean, a belt list, what was that? 885, 890 on the bar? You're going for 890, right? Yeah. Yeah. Belt list, eight, belt list and suitless, 890 out of 231 body weight. It's pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. It was, it's my preferred way. Yeah. Belt makes me sick. I don't know. Like, I like, I like the belt for everything. Like, I'll squat with the belt. I use the belt on yoke or overhead presses or pretty much any other event. But for some reason, deadlift belt makes me like, I'm going to puke. Like, is I tried your, it loose. I tried. Yeah. Is your squat form more upright, your torso, or do you do like good morning kind of style like uh, Justin um, Lloyd is? A little bit more of a Justin Lloyd type, good morning type. Of okay. Stuff. Interesting. Squat, yeah. Right. I wonder. Like I get the being bent over with a belt, the deadlift maybe like reefing into you a little bit, but if you do squat similar, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a little different. I don't know. <laughs> and then the suit that's just out the window. Like I've tried the suit multiple times. Try to two ply, try to single ply, and I think I think a lot of it's I deadlift with high hips already. So mm -hmm. I mean, like sitting into the suit doesn't do me any good because that's not how I deadlift. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, your leverages are, are pretty wild. You uh those long ass arms and then the way right. that your uh yeah, your hips are always really high, I've noticed too. <laughs> and um, then like a relatively short torso. Yeah. So it's just yeah, it's just like a perfect little mechanically. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean it doesn't even look like you bend over half the time to start your pole. <laughs> it's uh right. it's pretty wild. It's helpful at OSG though with that deadlift ladder. Mm-hmm. Very helpful as long as I can hold on to the bar, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah you ever have do you have grip issues is that one of your weaker um events? usually i don't have grip issues and like the last two years at osg i've like ran right through that deadlift ladder mm -hmm. hook grip in every bar and then this year um the whip on the bar since it was that mammoth bar it threw me off and i wasn't grabbing as hard as i should have and i got it locked out and right as he was starting to make the down call it fell out of my hand so I had to redo it. Yeah. So that cost me. What did you end up finishing this year? Um, I didn't even make it the finals this year. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It was, this was a rough year. I went into it injured. Um, then I detached those, detached my traps. You saw that. Mm -hmm. Um, that was on the, what was it that on the car carry? Mm -hmm. And then it just went downhill from there. So it was just, it was just a bad showing. I should have stayed home. Well, I should have went and coached and didn't compete. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to do that when you've had solid performances in the years past. I mean, and you never know right. when something like that's going to happen. You know, mm -hmm. the uh, the detached triceps is pretty pretty insane. I've never seen anything like uh, that. Traps, yeah, traps. yeah. Traps. Sorry, did I say triceps? I meant traps. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, what uh, are they? Is there a surgery for that, or are you just kind of dealing with it? I think I just yeah, I'm just dealing with it. I don't know okay. if there's anything that could be done or not. Like, I don't know. I didn't really look into it that much. I don't know if it's like the muscles just started pulling away from the connective tissue. So you can't put it back or like the connective tissue actually came off like a detached bicep. So, have you noticed, I, mean, I guess for anybody listening to this interview, if you haven't already heard somebody's or Sean talk on anybody else's podcast is uh, his traps detached at OSG. And it looks <laughs> like he just pumped them full of synthol at this point. Yeah. 
it's uh it's pretty wild but uh what do you feel like it's been affecting any of your lifting or anything no it hasn't really uh, other than when i squat putting the bar there is kind of funny um and then i tried putting the yoke there which i didn't plan on using the yoke there but like i'm trying to figure out like a new positioning for yoke sure because i don't want to make it worse mm-hmm. so i'm going under my traps now but yeah putting anything on it like it feels that's a low yoke it's really low yeah. but like that's my only option right now sure. But you, yeah, it feels like they're going to pop. Like if there's enough weight on there, it feels like that little bit of trap that's left where it's all balled up at the bottom. Like it feels like it's going to pop. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah. But that's the only thing it affects huh. so far. It doesn't hurt. Nothing like that. No. It's under the pressure, I guess. Yeah. It's just weird looking. That's so uh, strange. I, I've never seen so that before. I've never heard of it. <laughs> I would be curious. You didn't go to a doctor or anything, did you? You just kind of let it ride? Um. I went to, well, beforehand, I had fractured the vertebrae in my uh, T-spine. Mm-hmm. So after OSG, I went back and she looked at that and said that everything was fine, but she didn't look at the traps. So okay. plus at that point, the traps were still so swollen. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even tell they were detached. They just looked like, <laughs> they looked way bigger than they should have been. Sure. Well, they still do. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> That's uh that's an interesting injury, man. Strongman just brings out the wildest stuff on people's bodies. It's really weird. What uh what other so the T-spine fracture, that's what you said you had? Mm-hmm. And then the yeah. detached traps. What other major injuries have you dealt with? Um, I detached my right bicep. Um, then I herniated my L3, four, and five. And then oh. there's like the hamstring tears, but I don't know. That's like, that know. barely even counts anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, how long yeah, ago was the bicep what was that how long ago was the bicep um 20 what was it 2016 i was okay. actually getting ready to do it was an under 90 kilo worlds um put on by aaron mullen and i cut the whole summer and i detached my biceps so i couldn't do it so i showed up anyway <clears throat> and terry rady was doing it so I actually met Terry Rady there. And like, okay. I remember like my first interaction with Terry Rady was me sitting at dinner. Like everybody went out to dinner, like one Oh fives. And he walks in and he's like, dude, go away in and do the competition tomorrow. I was like, dude, my biceps detached. He's like, we'll do it anyway. Like, cause there were only two other guys that were competing sure. and he, you know, it sucks competing. It's, I was like, nah, I kind of want to, I couldn't even clean a log at that point. So mm. I just, Yeah. I mean, yeah, bicep, you're not going to make any worse necessarily, but uh, if you're not strong enough to do the events, it's no fun. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't functioning. If it was functioning enough that I could use stuff, I'd have done it. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I couldn't pick up a log. Oh, I couldn't clean a log. And I definitely wasn't like doing any stones, but yeah. Oh yeah. Stones on a detached bicep. (laughs) Yeah. Stones weren't going. I guess in 19, Jacob Fincher, he had, uh, he detached his and finished OSG. But there were no stones that year. So I'm sure that. Yeah. Mm, what was that? Yeah. That was the um, power stairs. Power stairs. Yeah. That goofy ass yeah. event. <laughs> Things miserable. <laughs> yeah. That was rough. Yeah. And you, uh, so you own your gym? Yeah. I own the gym. BSS strength or fitness? Uh, um, yeah. BSS fitness. So we're awesome. like, we started off as like a really small strongman gym and then we turned into a CrossFit slash strongman gym. And then last year we, Dropped our CrossFit affiliation, but we still have quite a bit of CrossFit 
happy. You know, people were going in doing CrossFit. No what one made you decide to. What made you decide to drop the uh, affiliation? Um, it wasn't doing us any good. It was three thousand dollars a year. Oof. So yeah, right, three thousand dollars a year, and like every once in a while, somebody would find us on the website and drop in. Mm. But like, that's all we got out of it. So sure. yeah, it wasn't worth it. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. No, definitely not. <laughs> what uh, do you have? Do you have any CrossFit athletes that go anywhere and do like? I mean, or are they just like Gen Pop CrossFit folks? Yeah, just general population. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Then they'll, 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 they'll do like the small local shows and stuff like that. But sure. Yeah, no one travels and like competes on a high level. Sure. Then yeah. I mean, yeah, they're they're going to be there regardless, and it's you know you can right. still offer the classes and you're coaching and everything. So what's the point? Right. Yeah, and they enjoy it. So they, mm-hmm. they I mean, they would go there work out anyway, no matter what it was. So. You have a uh, you have a couple of decently uh, placing <laughs> strongman athletes, though, right? Does Mark go to your gym? Right. And he's your yeah, Mark, client. Mark goes there. He's been floating around lately. He's now that he's getting ready for the Arnold, and he's been kind of like training everywhere. I, I think he's been going out to New York too a lot. I see like him posting videos of him in New York every once in a while. I'll like we'll cross paths in the gym, but mm-hmm. he goes there. And then we have um, two girls in a sixty-four kilo class. Um, the one girl, Tony made it to finals this year at OSG. And then the other girl, Morgan, like, I think with a little bit more training, she'll be, you know, right there too. Sure. So yeah. So we have a pretty solid, solid group coming up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. sounds like it. That's uh, I mean, it's, it's good to have elite athletes in like one area to build off of because it's few and far between, I think, and strongman to really get the people bunched together. I agree. I agree. I mean, for the longest time, it was just me training, you know, like Mark didn't really compete for like a little stretch of time. So like all of the strongman, it was just me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that kind of sucked. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's horrible training strongman by yourself when you got to drag all the implements out on your own, you got to load everything up. Right. And then just trying to, trying to make yourself do the, the miserable events by yourself oh, too is rough. Bad. And then everybody's yeah. looking out the garage doors at you running across the parking lot with a sandbag, like this asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How big, how big is your facility now? Um, it's, I want to say 3000 square feet. That's good size. So it's, it's, yeah. It's not too bad. It's a pretty good size. Um, and then we have like a pretty, like the class space for the CrossFit. And then we have a lot of strength equipment as well. So we have our machines, you know, to get the strength training in. Sure. You have any uh, equipment you're looking to hopefully pick up or you got everything you think you need? <clears throat> right now, I think we got everything we need. Yeah. Awesome. Like, you know, like every once in a while, we need like a different sandbag or something like that. So we pick up like little things like that. But as far as everything else goes, we pretty much, I'd say we have everything except for like a finger's finger. Okay. But, yeah. We got like the Conan's wheel, the Viking press, you know, all of your standard stuff. Yeah. Yeah, trying to find somebody with a fingerless finger is a real bitch sometimes. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then we actually had one. Someone someone donated it to the gym right before um, a couple years ago. They donated it to the gym, and I just, like, stuck it outside because it was huge, and I didn't know what to do with it. We never used it. So then I got rid of it, and, like, the next day, Anthony Furman announced that it was in Clash. <laughs> I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, I've never even used this thing, and I just got rid of it. <laughs> yeah that's rough timing right. yeah uh well i don't believe there's one this year though right there's uh we got sear dumbbells you got the log you got the block again right you got uh was is a, a squat again 
Squat again. Is it a car deadlift or is it a basket deadlift? I think it's well, it's an axle of some sort. So is it an axle? Be, right. <clears throat> it's an axle deadlift, and then he's got a refrigerator yoke, which I'm not looking forward to at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to pull that one off if I even make it to finals. But yeah, he's got an interesting, interesting. And then there's his death medley on the beach. So that medley on the beach looked rough last year. That was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, still, uh, really bad. you came in what fourth overall? I came in fourth. Yeah. yeah. I think you'd come yeah. back and make the finals again. You gotta, you gotta watch those traps, but. Right. That's the, yeah. I, and I'm working with Terry. So okay. I've never worked with a coach before. So this is going to be interesting because like, I've always just done my own programming, but as of late, like, I have a really hard time making myself do things. And then mm-hmm. I keep telling myself, Oh, you're 41 years old. So do you need more rest? And you know, like I just give myself all these excuses. So sure. I like, yeah, I contacted him. So we've been working together for a little over a month now and I like it. So hopefully that'll, you know, give me that push to work a little bit harder as well. As a previous client of Terry's, I'll tell you, he will not allow you to make any excuses for yourself. Right. And that's actually <laughs> why I chose him. Yeah. You know, that's awesome his personality and everything like mm-hmm. he'll let you know, you yeah. know, and that's, yeah. 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 He definitely, I mean, he pushed me in, in a lot of different ways. Well, I mean, unfortunately I wound up getting injured and not being able to do stuff yeah. for a while, but he was, a, uh, he was good. I mean, say what you want about Terry Rady, but he knew his right. shit when he was coaching. <laughs> yeah. He's a good coach. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, how, how long have you been coaching people? Um, uh, about five years i want to say about five uh-huh. years i mean it was mostly with people from my gym and then i really haven't like advertised it or branched out like maybe the, like the last two years um i started coaching people that weren't from my gym mm-hmm. and then it kind of like grew a little bit and then i just actually started advertising that i coach okay what like not even within the last year so it's yeah what, uh, I mean, so when did you, you said it started as a real small gym. When, when did that start? Um, we opened up in 2011. Okay. Wow. So, and then you started coaching people roughly five, six years later. Right. Yeah. What, yeah. uh, what, what inspired you to open up your own gym? Um, I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm like one of the world's worst employees. Like I suck as an employee. Okay. Um, and I like training and, you know, coaching people like personal training and I was into fitness and I even worked for like a couple other studios, but I couldn't like, I'm just not good at working for someone else. So I ended up just taking all my equipment and renting out a building and just doing it all there. And yeah, and then we started competing in strongman that same year. So we started like acquiring more strongman equipment and mm-hmm kind of grew from there and then like a CrossFit gym that was kind of local closed down as we were getting into CrossFit. So it was like the perfect storm of picking up all these new CrossFit clients right when we started doing CrossFit. So nice. that worked out pretty well too. So we grew really fast in like the first two years of being open. That's awesome. I mean, it's great when yeah. stuff just kind of lines up that way. It's, it seems serendipitous, but I mean, it's, right. it's the way a lot of people's stories are, it's just, you know, yeah. Just um, out. Yeah. What uh, you said previously you'd worked for other studios. So were you just training before? Yeah, I was just a personal trainer. 
Okay. So yeah, like actually I got my start, like my first personal training gig was like, it was at the university. And then I started working at a um, retirement community. So I'd sit there and like work with all these ancient old people, like just okay. helping them reach overhead and stuff. And it was, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Bunch of injured old folks really got you ready to train uh, injured strongmen. Right. Yeah. I mean, I got a lot out of it. It was great practice. <laughs> Trying to get old people to reach above their head. I feel like it's probably about the same as getting range of motion and strongmen. Right. Because I have a lot of strongman athletes. You can't get their hands over their head either. Mm-hmm. The front rack positions, like front rack position was like, Right now, I'm working on so many front rack positions because people can't, <laughs> like, get the bar to touch their shoulders. Uh-huh. So bad. I can't yeah. even make fun of anybody because I'm not sure I could do it right now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's never been a strong suit of mine. That front rack's rough. Yeah, I, yeah, I forced it, but I got it. I have a pretty decent front rack now, but... Yeah. I feel like, well, I mean, you've been in the sport. You said the same year you opened the gym, you started competing. So that's, what, 10 yeah, years now? 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you, I mean, you got some time in the sport, but you've also, you maintained, I mean, obviously there's a couple injuries, but bicep, who doesn't tear a bicep and hamstrings, who hasn't right. tear hamstrings. Um, standards. What would you say has kept you? I mean, obviously you work on mobility and stuff. If you've maintained in a front rack, 10 years into strongman, right. what, what do you, what would you attribute your longevity in the sport? I know 10 years isn't crazy long, but it is for a lot of folks. Um, <coughs> honestly, this sounds stupid, but I, I did a long stint of doing CrossFit as well and forcing myself to be able to do like the Olympic lifts and getting into the gymnastic stuff mm-hmm. kind of like forced me to be able to like keep the mobility and like athleticism, even though I was like a little bit big for CrossFit. Sure. But, and then after that, like, I just like, that was my standard, you know what I mean? Like if I can't like sit in a front squat position or you know, hit a front rack or, you know, anything like that, do a barbell thruster or anything like that. Then I feel like I'm starting to detrain as far as, Mm. so I just make sure that I can continue to do those things. So if you, if you get to a point where you feel like you're detraining like that, do you, do you dial everything back and make sure that you can adjust for those before you continue pushing or what do you do? I do. So I'll dial back and yeah. That's a big sure ego I check, I think, for a lot of people. That's that's tough to do yeah. for folks. Yeah, it's it's hard. It is mm-hmm. really hard to do. But I mean, you feel better, you know, because mm-hmm. if I've noticed, especially as I've been getting older, like once you start like losing that mobility and stuff, that's when like the elbows start to hurt, the shoulder starts to hurt, and you know that's why. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you're like, I gotta get rid of this pain. So then you're more likely to be, you know, it's a little bit easier to back up and be like, I need to fix this front rack because. I don't want to deal with my elbow feeling like it's going to explode every time I get in a front rack position. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's really what it, all those little pains and aches is your body. You're, you're compensating somewhere for something that's lagging mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, I'm as guilty as anybody for not wanting to take that back off to figure it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's hard to do. I, it know? is. Like, man, especially it's... when you're like making this upward trajectory and you're like, you're making progress. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, you got some elbow pain, but hey, you've hit a PR on your log for the last three weeks in a row. It's like, well, I guess I better keep going with log. So right, I'm getting stronger. That's the point of the sport. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or the uh, the bicep aches that inevitably lead to the tears and everything else. Right. I, mean, uh, I don't know how yours was if it was a quick one or what, but mine ached for forever going into it, and it was just shreds. Oh, uh, see, mine just went like I yeah. You're fortunate. Those are the good ones. 
right? Yeah, it just was like ripped. I thought I, like, I was like, what was that noise? I thought like my shirt sleeve ripped. Like that makes any sense whatsoever yeah. that your shirt sleeve would just rip for no reason. But mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out what the noise was. And I was like, oh yeah, that's not right. <laughs> Uh, I, was, it, it, I felt it in my heart what mine was when it went, but, oh, no. <laughs> but it was, I mean, you were probably fortunate enough with like Gary Petrowski's tricep where it was just a quick pop yep. and uh, one quick pop. Mine was like three guitar strings is what it oh. sounded and felt like. So no. Yeah. Yeah. It's always did good the, when it comes off in pieces. <laughs> yeah. So did the tendon like sever and have to put it back together? Like, the, like. I've seen um, that the sometimes. Yeah. This, well, all I know <laughs> is that it was still like just, it was under like 30% still attached. Okay. When I finally got surgery. Oh, yeah. Um, so they had to tear it the rest of the way. And then they said <laughs> that what was like remaining looked like a firecracker went off on the inside of it. Okay. So yeah. whatever that means. <laughs> and then whatever nice. it meant they had to do to fix it. I have no idea. <laughs> uh it's uh, yeah. it's also definitely I don't know it's probably a quarter to a half inch shorter than it used to be so I'm guessing they had to cut some good stuff off. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's what it is. Right. How long ago was this? Oh, uh, 2020, end of 2020, oh, okay. September. So it's still pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been pretty fresh. Are you 14 months since surgery? Okay. Yeah, I feel. I mean, it feels fine now. It feels weird because I can tell my my what's the, my leverage point on my arm is a little yeah. off because it's shorter mm-hmm. and it just feels strange sometimes when I use it and I'm yeah. still learning how to do stones again I don't know why like Mike O'Connor obviously didn't have this problem but right when, yeah. when I try to touch stones or bags it just feels strange well the first probably first two or three times I did stones like I tore like muscle fibers like belly you know what I mean sure. like yeah I thought I detached it proximally at that point Ooh, like yeah you know like I was like oh it's shorter now so but then I found out it was just like fine I think it was because it was shorter mm-hmm. so it wasn't you know what I mean so like the stretch and tension on it was just too much but it has it's been fine since but, like it was the first two first two times yeah hmm. yeah it's uh I don't know it's been a learning curve but it's been fun I tore mine on log though I've never met anybody else that tore theirs on a log no yeah no, and it wasn't even like seen... it wasn't the clean either it was picking it up off the floor really yeah also it was ready to go yeah I it was know. like neutral grip deadlift basically <laughs> and it just went right? something yeah, that really wouldn't have tore it otherwise yeah huh yeah well <laughs> it was for my osg qual in 2020 oh uh... yeah thought that my uh my 345 wasn't going to be enough only to find out that there's like 231s that did like 305 that qualified <laughs> Right. Yeah. That was funny. That was just a bit. <laughs> right. But at that point, I mean, it was going to go on something anyway. So, right. You'd have got there and have torn something. Yeah. 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 I've been fortunate not to really have too many leg issues, though, I guess. Have you ever, you said the hamstrings. Have you had any like quad problems or anything? No quad problems. Like, um, I tore my meniscus in my knee, but okay. that really doesn't bother me unless I do farmers with a turn. Is that on like the step and twist or? Yeah, it's like the step and twist. And like it got real bad at OSG in 2020, mm-hmm. but it didn't like affect my competition. It just swelled up real big in between events. Okay. But you know, like that adrenaline kicks in, you don't feel something like that and you're fine. But <laughs> but in between events, it was no good. But yeah. But that's the only time it bothers me. Like, so I'll, I'll take that. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. There were definitely, I mean, you could have Anthony's knee. Right. Yeah. That thing's a mess. 
Yeah, it's just bone on bone grinding all the time. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Yeah, both uh, hamstring. Oh, good. I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say both hamstring tears came with um. It was like deadlift. It was um. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't working like my hamstrings enough. I was like rushing my programming and like I just neglected that. And both times I knew like it was like after like a few months of just neglecting that taking care of my hamstrings and then torn deadlifts twice. I think, I mean, the hamstrings happen so often in our sport because how many people really do hamstring accessories or anything to like focus on it besides deadlifts or squats? Right. I mean, just like biceps though. What's the difference? (laughs) Nobody does bicep curls in our sport. No, no. Um, I'll do some biceps just to get some blood to them because of the bicep tear. And that's why I started doing over like this um, hook rip for the deadlift Mm. just because I don't want to tear a bicep again. Yeah, I was going to ask about that with watching your deadlift for the ladder. Was you said you hook grip it, and that just sounds awful. <laughs> it is awful. <laughs> it hurts really bad, but it's it's a good solid grip. Yeah, and it spares your biceps pretty good. So yeah, I'll stick with it. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, I uh, I mean, it's just like with the biceps, like it's it's slow tension on that tendon to keep that strength there that people like when I say do bicep curls to strengthen them, I'm not talking about 50 pound curls to like get bigger biceps, right? <laughs> no Same difference. This sport, you need strong tendons. Yes. Yeah. Do some lighter yeah. curls. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it's the same for hamstrings. Like it's just slow te- keeping the tension there, making sure everything stretches and right. works properly. And that's something I did for a long time too, but. It's uh, it's tough to stick with those little side exercises when all you want to do is lift the big ones. Right. Kind of goes along with that mobility work. Yeah. Do you program for you guys a lot of, yeah. The mobility. <laughs> do you program for you guys a lot of uh, extra mobility and like accessory work? Um, I do. So I like to do a lot of accessory work. So I like, I like to try to keep like the main lifts short, short and sweet. And then the rest is like accessory work to build the main lift. So what I'll do is I'll like, I'll find out where they're missing their lift or where their flaw, you know, where their weaknesses are in the lift. And then I'll have them do the lift and then I'll kill their weaknesses with like a couple movements after the lift is accessory Mm. work, but everybody gets lots of, um, hamstring work for, you know, cause posterior chain, like you need that, especially for strong men. So like lots of good mornings and RDLs and stuff like that. And then, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, lots of RDLs. Yeah. Hate RDLs. Yeah, RDLs are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure you, <laughs> I'm sure you're getting plenty of accessories with Terry too. I remember all the stuff he's I mean, my workouts oh, yeah. were pages long. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'll look at it and be like, man. And then I'll get halfway through it and be like, I don't know if I have the energy to get through this. So like I'm definitely building a work capacity working with him because oh no doubt. Yeah, I remember. I mean, I would get half <laughs> to three quarters through some of those workouts, and I just like I was just going through the motions at that point because I just physically couldn't. Right. I couldn't squeeze a muscle well, so it was really <laughs> just like, I mean, I'm here, I'm doing it, I guess. Right. Yeah. I mean, the work capacity adds up, and it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that slowly got better, but it was very slow right. for me. <laughs> yeah, and that's where I'm at. Like leaving this deadlift only training, like I was doing like two lifts for press, two lifts for like squat. And then all of my training was on deadlift. Mm-hmm. So I was basically like the most out of shape power lifter on the planet because <laughs> all I was really doing was deadlifting mm-hmm. to like switch over and just do strongman events. It's like, Oh no, like I cleaned the log and pressed it twice that first day. And I was gassed. 
<laughs> this is going to be rough. Uh, I saw your Instagram <laughs> post about that. Oh yeah. It yeah. was rough. But. Yeah. It's tough to, uh, well, I mean, when you're training for a, a national or world record like that, I mean, your focus shifts and it's, mm-hmm. it's cool that you can do that and change your training and your focus in that capacity. Cause a lot of people can't right? a lot of people either want just the heavy stuff or they want to be good at one event or they're training for a comp and they can't switch very well back and forth. And so right. that's how a lot of people I think are getting hurt too, is they're so, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people focus on that deadlift or whatever, and just mm-hmm. do that for a fucking year. Right. And smoke themselves out. Yeah. And you can't do that. Mm-hmm. No. Do you, uh, so obviously you're trying to do clash and the finals and everything. Are you planning on reattacking the deadlift in the next year or two? Um, yeah, this was going to be the last time I really went for an attempt on deadlift just because like, I keep throwing an age, like I'm 41 years old, like, like recovery is definitely not the same. Um, and it's just not as exciting anymore, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, and then clash was going to be like my last, like big strongman competition. You know, I don't want to say retire because you can't really t- retire from a hobby, yep. but whatever word you would insert there. Sure. Um, and then I got thinking and like a bunch of people contacted me like, dude, like you, you're so close to 900, like mm-hmm. just go for it. So I'm going to go back and like, I'll probably find a show maybe end of summer or something where I could just go in and hit a deadlift. Even if I don't have to make weight as a 231, like I just want to hit 900 pound deadlift. <laughs> um, I'm not so concerned about the world record because it's going to get broken again anyway. Yeah, especially with like you know you have McKeegan and Luke Davies, those kids are animals. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to compete back, back and forth with those guys. Like, <laughs> you know, um, <clears throat> they're way younger than me. They already have like the lift. You know, they've already broken it once. So um, the nine hundred pound is like my thing. And knowing that, like, one of the things I did wrong after like I left, I was thinking about it, and I kept pulling back on my training because I didn't want to get hurt because if I got hurt, I would not only miss the deadlift, like I wouldn't be able to clash either. Sure. So there were like a few times I want to say at least four times were like, I, in my plan, I had went, I had like went to plan B instead. So like the one day I was supposed to go for eight fifty five, and decided if I go for eight fifty five, I might get hurt. So I'm going to do eight fifteen for two. Mm. so i should have just went for 855 you know so there were all these times that i backed off where i thought i've just went with the plan and then lifted the heavy weight and pushed it i feel like i'd have been in a better position to hit 890 or 900 okay instead of all those times i backed off because i was afraid to get hurt sure so yeah what uh would you say that that's the same advice you would give a client of yours with that issue um <laughs> I guess, yeah, if if their goal is to hit a max, like, you know, like a lifetime goal or something like that, you're going to have to push, especially with a deadlift. You know, you have to, like, step into that red mm-hmm. and risk it. You know what I mean? You're going to have to reach and maybe overreach a little bit. Otherwise, you're never going to hit that number. Sure. Um, but I wouldn't recommend doing something that like that when you have another big competition coming up after. Like, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah, I did what I probably would have told a client. Don't be stupid and hurt yourself and ruin your entire season of competitions. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah what, uh, 
Do you feel like, I mean, you obviously you've mentioned a couple of times you're 41 and you're getting up there as far as the competitions go. Um, do you feel like that has really slowed you down in the last couple of years or do you still feel like you're really hitting your stride? Um, mentally it slowed me down more than anything. Cause sure. it's like, you don't recover as fast, but you, there's ways around that, you know, like you could just back off of back off of some of like, um, the volume or keep the intensity a little bit lower here and there and make sure you're recovered, mm-hmm. you know, stretch out the stretch out your contest prep a little bit. So you're not like cramming it all in. Um, and just getting like body work done and stuff like that. Cause mm-hmm. last year going into class, it was the best I felt since I was probably like in my mid thirties and I was 40, you know, yeah. like, like I felt pretty good going into it and I worked my ass off. So I think physically I could still do it. It's just mentally, like it's not as exciting anymore. And then like the injuries, you know, after you get hurt a few times, you're like, do I really want to recover from another injury? And like, how many more times can I recover from, from an injury before like time starts catching up, mm-hmm. you know? So it's mostly mental, I think. Yeah. I was going to say, cause I mean, Darren is still going, but I mean, you can tell it's, it's, it might be slowing him down a little bit. Yeah. Um, he's he's older, what, two I, years older than you. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. He's still got a lot of fire. I'm, I'm impressed with him. Like he's inspiring <laughs> really, honestly. Yeah. He's having I me. Mean, he just took the, the bag toss world record. He competed for the stone record. Right. Um, and then took a uh, third, I think at the clash in the Rockies. Right. So yeah, I mean he's he's still going, still moving. It's uh it's wild to watch because I mean you got you two and then uh, what Johnny's what like 46, 47, something like that. Yeah, Johnny, yeah. Or Johnny's maybe he's still, older than that. I'm not sure. He's around there. I know he's yeah, yeah he's around there for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Darren just posted some like heavy presses too, I think mm-hmm. yesterday or today. Yeah. He's I mean, so did you though for your class qualifier last year? You did what a 360 axle or 355? Yeah. It's craziness. Right. <laughs> I finally figured out how to clean it. So that was that was my issue with the axle. Yeah. I just couldn't figure out how to clean it. Same. Yeah. I mean, going into that, I knocked the rib loose in my sternum. Going for that stupid axle, like I like, oh, it was bad. And then it stopped hurting like a week before clash. So I was like, oh, thank God. But yeah, that worked out pretty well. Yeah. Good enough for fourth. Almost got the podium. Right? Yeah, it worked out. It worked out. I mean, you're the only one pulling that car anywhere. Right. Oh, that thing was bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Anthony's damn challenger. Huh? Anthony's damn challenger. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, on my second rep, I was like, I might only get, like, six. And then I just kept going, and I was like, I'm going to get hurt on this thing. But (laughs) it was all right. (laughs) Yeah, that was a wild one to watch. I remember just watching people zero one after another. Yeah, that, that damn, uh, that, like, oh, like this got me points. Like, thank God. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that damn car, car walk, man. Oh, that car walk destroyed me. Yeah. Did you finish yeah. that one? No, I got oh. like I, I might have got ten feet. Like I just, okay. it was it was real. Like I picked it up and I just couldn't like I couldn't pick a foot up to take a step. You know, it was it was really weird. It was mm-hmm. I just I like my brain was like I don't know how to walk. Like, that was like <laughs> so I like I might get like two little stumbly steps and then fall and then pick it up again and mm-hmm. yeah that was that wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> what uh, when are you starting? Are you so you started with Terry about a month ago? Are you guys already into clash prep or what are you doing? Because you're like twelve weeks right now, right? 
Right. Yeah. So we're, um, I'm back to squatting. I haven't squatted since June. So I did my first squat. Oh, like, right. So it's, yeah, it's, I'm really sore from squats. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I'm doing like some like carries and drags and like we're working on yoke and stuff like that. So yeah, we're, we're pretty much starting the prep. Okay. Yeah. So it works running. because I need, I need the time mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 12, I mean, 12 weeks is a, uh, it'd be a long prep for me. I think that I would just burn myself out, but I don't, I don't do well with event training for that length of time. A lot of people do though. Yeah. So if you can, if you're being smart about your recovery, which it sounds like you are, <laughs> right. It's very helpful. <laughs> yeah. And it'll help me a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. that little bit longer prep, but then I could kind of like gradually work into it. And then, you know what I mean? Get a stride instead of like jumping into it, hitting it hard. And then sure. calm time. Yeah. What, uh, what are you doing for body work and recovery stuff right now? Um, I have someone give someone working on me every other week for massage. Um, and then I have a hot tub, so I try to use that as much as possible. Which oh, yeah. is done, it's done a lot. Like that's yeah. that's that's helped me so much. Um, and then I'll do just like the typical like stretching and rolling and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So nothing crazy, just like uh, you know, I'm doing something. Yeah. 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 Are you just doing massage or are you also getting like cupping and stuff like that? Um, just massage, just okay. some like deep tissue stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. But just the basic simple stuff. I think it's more than enough for, for most, most of the time, depending on what you right. got wrong with you. Right. So far it's been, it's been pretty good. Throw some cups on those traps and watch them totally pull off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Might fill them back up. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we'll use the cup and try and stretch it back to where it's right. Yeah. Up. Just pull it back up to the top and just leave it there. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but I don't think that's how that works. What? So you're in you're in Ohio? Yeah. Okay. How, have you were you born there or you moved there? Um, I was born here. So actually, I live in the house next door to the house I grew up in. Oddly enough, like it wasn't planned. Like I moved away like across town, and then this house ended up being for sale, and we ended up moving back. So it's it's actually kind of weird. Um. Wow. But yeah, so I'm back in like the same town I grew up in, and yeah, that's crazy. You don't hear about stories like that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, um, yeah. This house came up for sale. I'm like, we're like looking at it, and I was like, it looks really familiar. And then I show up, and I was like, shit, I used to live next door. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did you uh, did you go to school for like training or anything like that, or? Um, I did. I did a lot of exercise science. But um, I ended up going for um, psychology. So oh, psychology is okay. like, yeah, just because I'm interested in it. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want to work in psychology. It's just I decided to go to college and just like do something. Yeah. And just went for psychology. Yeah, I ended up being psychology after I bounced around, like studying all kinds of everything else. I ended up with just finishing with that. And then, yeah, I graduated. Like I went to college late, though. So I was like, I was almost 30 before I finally went to college. Um, so I like worked on cars and I worked at a dealership and stuff first. <clears throat> so after I graduated, it was like a year and then I opened up the gym. Well, I mean, I'm sure that yeah. I'm sure psychology helps you deal with people on a day to day with training and everything else. Too. Oh, I mean, yeah. I use psychology with clients more than I do like 
exercise science, <laughs> to be honest. Like it's, I yeah, bet. that comes in so much more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you can figure out how to communicate with people and figure out like why they're either reacting the way they are, performing the way they are, you know, if there's mental blocks, stuff like that, I'm sure that that's hugely helpful. Oh yeah. Tricking people into hitting PRs. Um, <laughs> talking them off the ledge when they're like going on a binge. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's huge. It's helped a lot. Yeah. And I think the clients appreciate someone who can like, you know, sit and like have a conversation with them mm-hmm. and like kind of understand where they're coming from. And mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's been a little bit of success with the gym too. Cause like the community we have is incredible and it's like, everybody's open with each other. And I think that comes along with just like, the whole like we all sit and talk and like sort things out and help each other yeah that's awesome yeah so, how many how many members do you have at your gym um we don't have a whole lot we have about a hundred oh so I mean, that's decent yeah yeah it's decent it's just it's like um more of a training gym anyway so yeah. i'd rather have like a little bit less members and have like a lot of quality everybody comes in like you know what i mean like they take care of the gym really well they treat it like it's their own um they all go to the bar together after class, like stuff like that. You know what I mean? They're like yeah. each other's weddings and baby showers awesome. and stuff like that. So yeah, I want to, I want to try to keep that. I'd rather that than like have a huge gym or like, yeah, some like shithead high school kids hanging out at the mirror and sneaking <laughs> in friends and stuff like that. Yeah. So this works. Yeah. Out having really that, well. that tight knit community. I mean, some of the, some of the best friends I've ever had have come from like small gym communities. So mm. it's awesome. Yeah. It's great that you yeah. have that. I, uh, I mean, I was still friends with some people from my gym back in Fairbanks, Alaska, which was a tiny little strongman gym. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that's yeah. why I met Dan and Justin. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I remember hearing that on the podcast. But... Yeah. Yeah. Fairbanks, Alaska. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> you know, like Alaska, you meet these two people and then, yeah. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. kind of a contrast, Alaska to Texas, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's freezing cold to everybody here apparently, and it's like forty degrees. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not complaining too much, but uh, I will be in the summer when it gets to one ten. Yeah, that's gonna be a little bit different. Yeah, I'm not excited. <clears throat> not excited for that at all. Yeah, we have a happy medium here. It's like I think it's like nine or ten degrees right now, but you know, summer doesn't get super hot anyway, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like happy medium. Yeah, yeah, I miss the snow. To be honest with you, but uh, mm. the girlfriend's happier here, so <laughs> yeah, it's nice weather. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's it's sunshine out right now. It's like I think forty five degrees, so I can't really complain. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's been it's been a transition though um, to the because I was in Washington for the last like three years or four years. Oh, so now I'm in a state where everything is open and free and there's right. actual strongman communities around. I mean, there was a strongman community in Washington, but it's a different world down here too. You know, there's yeah. a lot more of it. And then I got Tommy Sharp, who's just a few hours away. Oh, yeah. Nate Bowling's two hours away. Terry's an hour away. So yeah, got a cool yeah, little group a down here. Community over there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to, uh, there's a comp at the end of March, the big text classic that Tommy's doing. He's trying to talk me into doing too. And uh, yeah. we're probably we're gonna try and meet up and do some training together, maybe. Well, that'd be good. What yeah, I could, you, do? I could use some motivation to do something. Right. Yeah. Give something to train for. Yeah, yeah. Just a little USS comp, but 
Yeah. He's uh, I guess he's going to use it to get, cause now you got USS nationals. You can get your qual for clash. Right. So he's going to use it for his qual for 2023. Okay. Yeah. 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 I've actually had a lot of clients contact me trying to get into like qualifying for mm-hmm. nationals so that they could qualify for clash. So I think, I think that, um, that little like team up that they did was really good for both organizations for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they got Willie posted today. He's got like almost 400 people signed up for nationals. Oh, that's crazy. It's going to be, I mean, it's awesome for them, but it's going to be miserable to compete. At. Oh that's gonna, yeah. That's going to be rough. Cause USS <laughs> is usually just one day. Yeah. That's and a lot of people. Like, one competition. It's like, it's like, it's hustle. Like it's yeah. It's, no thanks. Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> you ever promoted a show? Um. Yeah, we promote a show here every year, and then um, I promoted Pro Women's Worlds for USS. Oh. I think 2016 with um Shane Rickman from Michigan, which it was pretty fun. Like we had we had a pretty good solid lineup. Like um, Kim Dirks, Rachel mm-hmm. Pock. I'm um, not Rachel Pyron. Um, Leif Angles competed. Mm-hmm. Jamie Christensen. Jamie Pop, um, who else? A lot of solid competitors. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a pretty good show. You said that was 16? I think it was 16. Yeah. It was stressful. So I don't think I would ever run like another big show like that. Yeah. Like I'm 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 too scrambled and too much of a mess to like keep all of that together. I've I've just run my like smaller shows and that's good enough. I mean, you said you're uh you're not a good employee. So when you're promoting, right. you're, you're an employee to the sport at that point, really, is what <laughs> right. it's like. So yeah, and that's yeah. yeah, that doesn't work out. Yeah, it's <clears> tough. <throat> Especially if you're not like I don't know if you're like me at all, but I'm not well organized in that kind of stuff. No. So like compartmentalizing like where to get your funds from and who to talk to when and maintaining all those schedules is just yes, not my jam. And I'm not good at talking on the phone either. Yeah. for some reason like talking on the phone is like this huge task like it's mm-hmm. a giant undertaking for me and like it give me like a three minute phone call but i was like oh and i'll put it off because like act like it's gonna take me four hours to do uh-huh. yeah so yeah calling like sponsors and stuff like that that didn't work yeah. out very well yeah so. i'll sit there with the with the number dialed in my phone and just stare at it before i'll press call like prepping my right. mind <laughs> yeah oh it's so bad so, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's torture man what uh so i guess <clears throat> if you were to not necessarily promote a show but if you were to pick events for your own show that you were going to compete mm-hmm. in what five events besides deadlift i'm sure would you be throwing in there <laughs> all right five events besides deadlift um a sandbag carry and a drag i like that okay. Okay, from um, Clash last year, that was a sandbag too. That was good, drag, event. Right? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. What else would be good? Um, any kind of load. So, like a stone load would be good. Sure. Like um, like a series or even over bar. So that would be two. What'd you yeah, What'd you get on the press. stone? What'd you get on the stone for Clash Finals last year? Um, oh, I screwed that one up big time. So, <laughs> I um. I ended up doing the lighter stone. It was like 380. I sure. can't remember how many reps I got with 380. <sighs> but like I I I wore sleeves and like I knew better to wear sleeve. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I went for like it was the 420 right after um 
Oh, what's his name? He tore his bicep. Oh, Shit. um, it's not man, Mark. I could see him. And I, uh, I could Reed? see his name. I, yes, Tompkins, Reed. right? Yeah, yeah. Tompkins, yeah. So I watched him detach his bicep, and then I was coming up, and like I had the sleeves on, and I'm like picking up the stone, and the sleeve is sliding down my arm. Mm. You know, once the sleeve starts sliding, you're not picking up anything. It's like if I keep fighting with this, I'm going to detach a bicep. I just watched him do it. Yeah. So <laughs> if I didn't wear the sleeves, I feel like I've got that stone. But I, you know what I mean? Like there's no going back. I didn't get the stones, so it doesn't matter. Sure. But I shouldn't wear the sleeves. So then I ended up doing the 380. I can't remember how many reps I got. I want to say four or five reps. Yeah. But and that's not, that's not terrible. I mean, not very many people broke the 400 barrier on that at that comp anyway after yeah. 10 or 11 events. <laughs> right yeah we were all pretty i woke up that morning of, i woke up the morning of finals and i felt like i hit by a truck oh, I bet. and my friend like stopped by my room and he's like dude are you all right and i was like i hurt so bad <laughs> i was like i can't believe i have to do and then it was a full competition like it was yeah. five events i was like I, I could do five events today i was like i don't think i'm gonna make it but you get out there and you're fine you know yeah yeah once adrenaline starts going you get a little warm but mm-hmm. I mean, it was five events and five heavy events. You had a max axle. Oh, you had the heavy car right. deadlift. You had right. a max yeah, stone, basically. Up with a two hundred eighty pound axle because it was like I showed up a little bit late during warmups, and it was like all bolted together. Okay. Like, well, what are we warm? They're like with that. Like, all right. Like so, yeah, I had to like warm up with a two hundred eighty pound axle. It was, and then you know people like complaining at like local shows that they don't have enough time to warm up. Yeah. So please. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. No doubt. That's yeah, wild. I would, I would use Axel for the press. So it's like Axel press. Events. Yeah. You like that over really? log, huh? I do. Yeah. Log, I, my stability with log. And that's one of the things Terry and I are working on. Like I, my dip and drive with the log is trash. I don't know. And once it gets heavy, like it just like gasses me out in the rack position. Okay. But axle, like it's hard to clean, but like if I could get it in the rack position, I'm good. So interesting. Yeah. I mean, you if you have a solid front rack, I guess that makes sense because the log to yeah, me the front, is more yeah, natural. Yeah, it's comfortable in the front rack. Hmm. What else would be there? Obviously the deadlift, because that's that's like my go-to. Mm-hmm. Would it be deadlift. a standard bar deadlift or would it be something else? Um, you know what? Standard bar deadlift. Just because you don't, you know, you don't get that as much, like for reps. Sure. Um, what weight? 700. That's fair. Yeah, you're going to be repping that out, reps, though. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get a ton of reps. Um, <laughs> I need one more. Maybe Farmer Carry. Okay. It's a good grip event, you know, it's moving. It's going to be a good fast with Farmer. Yeah, with your long arms, it's got to be a good event for you because that weight doesn't get far off the ground. Yeah, it doesn't have to go very far off the ground, and like my hands are big, so my like I like I have pretty decent grip too. Sure. So a heavy farmer would be good. Yeah. Okay, that's a good that's a good event. I, I would be down for that comp. I don't know yeah. about a seven hundred pound deadlift for reps, but the rest <laughs> of us can like one. Right. How uh would it be a max axle or would it be a uh, for reps? I'd say max. Oh fuck! Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're kicking my ass right out of this. I wouldn't win that event, but I'd rather. Yeah, I, I think I could do better on a max than I can for reps. Okay. 
I'm going to start breaking down pretty quickly on the reps. I can't clean an axle (laughs) either, so I don't... I'm out. Yeah, it's, it's hard. That's where I detached my bicep on is an axle clean. Oh, really? So okay. Like, yeah. So that that like that's stuck in my head for like three years. Was your right arm the one that was underhand? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I got it up, and like as soon as it came up, it just went. And my hand opened up, and the axle flew out. And yeah. Are you are you right-handed? Uh huh. Oh, that's miserable. <laughs> oh yeah. Brushing my teeth in my left hand and like knocking my gums out and stuff. Yep, and, I did yeah. the same thing. Or I'd be trying <laughs> to eat cereal or something, and I'd be dropping the spoon every single time. You just there's no motor so control bad. there. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never felt more retarded in my life. And my my cars were both manual, so oh, I was like, I had to like reach over and shift, uh-huh. like, let go of the wheel and reach over and shift. That was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you buy two so, manual cars? Right. Just, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it comes to the point where I ended up borrowing a car. I traded oh, out my car for a, an in-laws car. Okay. And they let me use it. I think it was a Ford Focus because we had a Jeep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful, man. Those four weeks where they had me in a stupid brace, it was just, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. A long list of things I had to relearn how to do. I even tried to write the uh, ABCs at one point. It took me like a half hour. No. Yeah, I wasn't writing anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even. No, there was no writing. Yeah. Did uh, So did that arm come back? Do you feel like it's stronger than before? Yeah, I would say it is now. Yeah. yeah. I had a little bit of trouble with grip for a little while, but it, the grip okay. ended up coming back. Yeah. I would say for probably a year or so, the grip wasn't like, it just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I didn't, I didn't have that, I guess. I mean, I had a lot of other things I needed to relearn, but my, uh, I mean, four months post-op, I came back and hit a 355 farmers for 50 feet. Oh, nice. And uh, I had never done that before. So I don't know where that came from. Cause my wow. arms were still like atrophied and like <laughs> everything. It was really weird. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's I haven't tried that, that since, but yeah. Uh, I guess my, my grip didn't go away, but just about everything else I could do with my arm did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard to get the flex and stuff. I remember like doing curls and stuff and it just like kind of like laid there dead for a few weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was, that wasn't a fun experience. Yeah. I had the, I mean, the first bicep pump I had after surgery, when I was finally free to do some curls, it was yeah. so painful. I believe it. <laughs> it felt so wrong for that muscle to be so full of yeah. at that point. And then, yeah, I don't, I don't know, know, man. It's still, it freaks me out every once in a while. I feel like there's still some scar tissue in there that works out every <laughs> year in there. Like, I get to get click or pop. Yeah. Yeah, I had that for a little while. Yeah. That instant, like, panic mode. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's coming undone or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. Mm-mm. I think um, right after that is the first time I hit 800 pounds on the deadlift. It was like... I was finally released to go like all in on my training and I went to, what is it? St. Louis and I pulled 800 pounds. So that was kind of cool. Okay. Cause like all wow. of my deadlift training was like good mornings and leg press. So like I did like a few deadlifts before that and like I actually put 800 pounds. It's like, this That's is awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was exciting. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, Oh, I can't say I've ever pulled 800 pounds. So you got that. <laughs> what, uh, how quickly did you progress from the 800 to like the 880 range where you're at? 
Um, it was slow actually. So the first time I pulled 800 was in December of that year. It was 2017. Yeah. 2017. Yeah. So I'm so bad with dates. So it was December of 2017. I pulled 800 for the first time. And then at the Arnold, I competed in the XPC deadlift, um, salute. They have like on the rogue stage. Yeah. And I hit 850, 854. That was raw. So that was hook grip and everything. So from 800 to 854, I think the 854 was always there when I hit the 800. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and then <clears throat> was it two years ago? So it was 2020. No. September of 2021, I hit 875. Wow. So it took, yeah, it took a little bit of. I mean, it's not really that long, though. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, and a lot of people's. And there was a hamstring tear in there. And sure. You know, so. And then from then, like that, then I pretty much stopped deadlifting for a little while until I started training for this last deadlift. And then, yeah, I missed 890, which the training when I hit 875 was actually. Like I was hitting lower numbers in the gym than I was going into this 890, which kind of threw me off because hmm. I was assuming that based on my numbers, but you know, it never works out. It doesn't always work out perfectly. Sure. So, so it's been, it's been kind of a stretch. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that, I mean, you're in the, the 885, 890 range as a 231 now in 10 years ago, when you started, that was a solid pull at a max for an open men's event. I agree. Yeah. No. <clears throat> yeah. I remember when I decided to go for 800, like there were only, I don't even know. I think Adam Dirks was the only other one Oh five K that I know of that hit 800. Like, I mean, I'm sure there were more, but sure. I think he was, he was the only one that I knew of because mm-hmm. I, I think the American, the world record wasn't even 400 kilos at that point. I don't think so. Yeah. So it was, Yeah. That's yeah, wild. The progression of the weights in this sport over the last 10 oh. or 15 years is just insane. I agree. Yeah. I mean, there were in World Strongest Man just 15 years ago, they were doing like 330 pound hogs for reps. Right. You know what I mean? And now we're doing, now we got Camby busting 412 or 18 or whatever he got. Right. Yeah. Insane. That's we got three or four 105s that are hitting 400 pounds. There are four, you said? I think there's three or four. I know Terry hit 400. It wasn't at comp, but he hit 400. Yeah, Sean um, DeMarina said it, right? DeMarina is. And then, and then uh, Jesse, right, went for it. He, oh, had, he had like 415 and like failed at like lockout. Mm. All right. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's damn close anyway to four people hitting it in three and wow. 231 class. It's insane. That is. Yeah. It's a huge I, log. I couldn't Dude, imagine holding a 400 pound log. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've cleaned, I've cleaned a 365. That's the most I've tried. And mm. I couldn't quite lock that. I couldn't imagine another 40 pounds. No, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've done 350 and I thought that was going to kill me. So, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't, the, the change, the bit, I mean, 355 for me flew up and 365 got to like here and I was just shaking with it. The difference uh, in that 10 pounds was, unreal so another 40 and yeah. i'd probably die i'd blow something out <laughs> right right that's so much weight yeah. yeah 
you know, Terry always said like when he was doing it, like 395 to 400 was huge. Like it's a weird mental barrier. The weight's just hugely different at that point. Yeah, I can see that though. It's interesting. Do you feel like that with the deadlifts at all? Um, I do now. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, the 875, <laughs> anything over, like, yeah, like the 875 was pretty rough in competition when I did it. Um, it's the deadlifts definitely felt a lot stronger. Like the 890 that I missed felt stronger than the 875 that I hit when I hit 875. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think I was a little bit off that day anyway, but like that range, like anything over 850 feels like death. It's <laughs> right. Yeah. Which, yeah, As it's it all, it's right. It's just <laughs> like that gap in weights. And I remember I was talking to Evan because I didn't want to do 875 again because when I did 875, how bad it felt. I was like, if I do 875 and it feels as bad as it did last time, like I'm just going to quit. Sure. So we had decided to do 855 and then make that other jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember filming and watching the 855 and questioning if the 890 was a good jump, but it was also so hard to tell because, like we said, like all of yours look like grinders. It's just right. That's you're a slow puller. It's interesting. Like there's, I'm, I'm like that too, though. When I get you? past about 500 pounds, I mean, it all looks the same. I'm not an explosive yeah. deadlifter by any means. No, it's. And then, but it was weird too, like the contrast between you and Bartos deadlifting in his suit and everything and the explosion <laughs> he had on his first few off the ground. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't know, it was just, it was interesting to watch the differences in style and technique. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big difference between his and my deadlifts too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's from here too. He's from Youngstown. Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, we were both from the same. I was like, we could have just met up at like one of our gyms and did the same thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, but he's yeah, his his training philosophy and everything's different too. Like he does like lots of explosive training and he does like you know different blocks and phases and mm-hmm. a lot of mine, I like a lot of tempo work because I'm a slow puller. I like to do tempos to like fuel that grind and just like to build that grind. That yeah. works really well for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not to, have that, to have that like hardened ability to be able to just like grind through those real slow reps on anything, whether it's grinding a press out or grinding a deadlift or, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to load a stone and just holding it there for what feels like it's three seconds, but it feels like fucking eternity. I mean, you can't, you can't teach that. You got to like learn the hard way to get through that. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's why I like the tempo work and like that deadlift at eight ninety, I felt like I held that weight for a minute. (laughs) <laughs> like, and then i watched the video and i was like i didn't hold it that long at all but no. yeah, it felt like i held it for a really long time yeah i've been, <laughs> I've been there before <laughs> like I, at one point i was like maybe if i could figure out how to hitch this i could get it onto my knees and then hitch it but i was like i don't know how to do that and then like i just put it down i was like i had this whole conversation in like the matter of like two seconds yeah, yeah. The, the middle of an RP 10 lift is not the time to learn how to hitch. No, no, that ended up just being a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> so you just Man. falling backwards under the bar. Oh, yeah, we weren't we weren't going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> now, has your how long you've been you're married, right? That was your wife that yep. was at the event. How long have you guys been married? Oh, shit. Um, Maybe that's a dangerous question yeah. to ask. No. <laughs> I don't remember, honestly. I'm so bad with dates. <laughs> and it's not even like 
no one would even be like surprised that I don't remember how long it's sure. been. Sure. So our daughter, yeah. Let's see. 2008. Oh wow. Okay. Long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Okay. That's awesome. Does she, has she uh always like made it to most of your shows or um no, we usually a lot of times we'll, well um she used to compete as well. A lot oh. of times I'll just travel by myself. Sure. Yeah. Or like I'll have like one of my gym members will go out with me. Like sometimes she'll make it. Like she's a little bit busier with work, so she doesn't make it out to a lot of things. Um a lot of times I'll bring my daughter though. Okay. So yeah, like she was with me at Clash. I brought mm-hmm. her out to Clash and she loved it. So but that's another reason to clash again because she wants to go back to help head and hang oh, out yeah. the pool and like yeah like she loved that <clears throat> so she'll she'll be a lot of the events but yeah that's awesome yeah that'll be a fun trip i'm excited for that one i didn't get to make it last year so oh uh, yeah yeah it was a really good time it was it was the most fun i've had at a big competition um i mean the only other big competition i did was osg mm-hmm. <clears throat> But I like I like the higher like the faster pace. Like at yeah. OSG, you wait like four hours in between events. And I have a really hard time with that. With yeah. Clash, it's like, you know, you have like maybe 15, 20 minutes to get ready for the next event. Mm-hmm. And like I, I deal with that way better. Like like that whole like cooling down and warming back up thing. Like that's mm-hmm. really hard for me. Yeah, OSG so is Clash great and all, but I mean OSG is basically a uh a better What's the word I'm looking for here? A higher performing nationals. <laughs> right. I agree with you. You know, with the with the yeah. wait time and the amount of people competing and everything else, mm-hmm. you know, it's tough. It is a great show. And Lynn does an awesome job. It's just. Oh, he does. Oh, it's yeah, hard not sure. to call a spade a spade. And it's. Right. It's a high performing Nats and uh, mm-hmm. it has its merits, but it's it's tough to deal with as an athlete, especially for three yeah. days of the same thing like that over and over and over. Yeah. It's just so much downtime. Um. Mm-hmm. Some athletes deal with it well. I just yeah. don't. I just yeah. so I think yeah, this year was the last time I did it. I'll do it. Um and like it's I really realized it this year that like this that's like one of the problems I have with OSG because I always felt like my performance was a little bit off and mm-hmm. I always felt like super shaky and out of control at, on every event. And I think it was all the downtime, you know what I mean? Then you have that build up energy and then you finally go mm-hmm. and you only go for a minute <laughs> and then it's over. Yeah. And then it's like four hours. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's true. I mean, I don't know if you have a similar thing, especially because presses are often the first event at most shows. It seems more notable when uh, your first event is always like you're shaking the nerves out. And comps like OSG or Nats where you have hours between, it's almost like every event feels like the first event again because you have that complete decompress and then back to the stress, you know? Right. And I think that's, yeah, that was my big problem with it. Every event felt like the first event. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is bad. Yeah, but yeah, having the press event is your first event is always, oh, yeah. man. Everybody's shaky and nervous, and what are you going to do? You're going to put 300 pounds over your head. <laughs> right, and dance Smart. around. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you watch my video in um, Clash, actually, I clean the log, and I start, like, running back and forth. Like, I had skates on. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to decide. I put it down and then re-clean it, and I got it. Mm-hmm. And then it was like I ended up getting a block too, actually. Like I had a stare down with Tommy and then I dropped it and then I had to repick it and do it too. But like that was the, probably the best it could have gone, being that it was the first event and sure. like how shaky we get. But yeah. Yeah, that block uh broke a lot of people's hearts. 
It really did. <laughs> yeah, that was hard to watch. And knowing mm. that I'm like a bad presser and then I'm watching all these people that I'm pretty confident are better pressers than me get to the block and it's like hitting them in the face and <laughs> they're dropping it. And I was like, I'm definitely not getting the block. And then I got it. I was like, wow, that was huge. But yeah, that block, it, it, the block in the squat, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that axle squat was brutal. Squat too. <clears throat> I mean, it yeah. was just pinning people to the ground. Right. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you tap crooked, mm-hmm. there's no saving it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I luckily squeaked out one rep on that one. And like, like I got that first rep and I was like, all right, I'm good. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever happens, happens. And then the second rep, I, I hit crooked and I was like, yeah, we're not saving this. <laughs> Save but, your back and your QL on that one. Right. And then Tyler Young gets on there and cranks out like, reps for days i had to stop watching <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a uh, he's obnoxious on some of the stuff he can pull out yeah and then uh getting the fan vote and taking fifth after right. all that was so yeah like i fought him the whole like um was a qualifier rounds like i mm. like it was him and me going back and forth the whole time and like finally on the last event i edged him out and i was like He's gone. Like, I finally got rid of him. And then I walk into the meeting for the finals, and there he is again. I was like, son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> and then we went through the same thing during finals. Like, him and I went back and forth quite a lot. But yeah. I think I edged him out on the stones. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, stones aren't necessarily his strongest event. No. So, yeah, that last event worked out for me both times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you guys took fourth and fifth, though, so you were pretty close. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you know how many points were you back on third do you know i don't know i don't okay. know for sure yeah, i'm not sure i never saw the score sheets no someone told me that if i got one more stone i'd have been on the podium so it had to have been close enough yeah you know what i mean like i don't think it was a huge gap sure but i think i think tyler was right there on top of us too so i yeah. think i think at one point he was gonna make podium and then the stones i think that knocked him back off so yeah yeah i mean between everybody up to tommy i mean canby was sort of running away with those points but yeah those last four or five positions after him were all pretty tight i thought going into the last two events but Mm -hmm. i don't Mm -hmm. know what the what the numbers were yeah tyler getting um the reps on the deadlift Mm. it's huge too yeah i think that was huge too for like showing that like he belonged to be voted into the finals like that deadlift the fact that he could get something out of it right and so many of the people yeah. that actually made the finals like nor the standard way didn't right yeah yeah no, that was good yeah that one like i was really happy with that like how that went with him because you know somebody gets voted in the finals a lot of times with like do they belong but mm-hmm. like he was he was right there at the top like yeah he earned his yeah. shit yeah he definitely belonged so it was I mean, I think anybody there that weekend belonged in the finals. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it was pretty tough. Like it was, it was such a good, solid group of athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was really a couple of those heats were like, man, it's it's a coin toss. Anybody's game here, right? Yeah, it was, it was uh, pretty insane to watch. It was it was tough. Yeah, there was some tough heats. What uh, anything that you'd like to see different at Clash this year, as far as the heats or any of that? Um, you know what? I'm not a huge fan of heats just because you never know what group you're going to get stuck in. Yeah. But like, you know, if you look at it as its own competition, 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if it's a qualifying round, like you never know who's going to sign up for the competition anyway. Sure. So you can look at it as its own competition. You just get who you get. Mm-hmm. So you really can't say anything about that. Even though like if you get stuck in there with like first, second and third place, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you're definitely not going to make it when you could have maybe made top five. Mm-hmm. But that's just how that works. Uh, I mean, as far as the way he ran the show, I wouldn't change anything like that was it was a great show like i couldn't yeah it was it was ideal i mean i would take out the yoke but (laughs) (laughs) that's that's it i would drop yoke whether it's car or regular yoke from any competition ever (laughs) absolutely yoke least favorite event out there yeah maybe move the squat flip the squat and the deadlift put the squat in the finals and the deadlift. Okay. I mean, these are just my personal preferences. Semantics, yeah. Not, not, yeah, not, not that it's a better or just for me, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> but yeah. That's yeah, a, yeah. I think, uh, I mean, I think finals this year are going to be interesting too, with some of the things that he's trying to do. Oh, there's a truck pull. Oh, is there a truck pull? That's what I was told. I don't know if that's still a thing, but I don't know. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the parking lot. I like that idea. Yeah, I think it'll be good visual. Right. Yeah. ESPN, I like that. Uh-huh. Truck <laughs> will be really good. Yeah. And then yeah, that's your dumbbell I'm gonna have to really work on. Because dumbbell's not a great event for me. No, what's uh what's the best dumbbell you've done? I think I've done um I think two hundred's the most I've ever pressed, and it was like and it was almost like an accident. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was okay. like everything lined up and it just went and then Mm -hmm. it was real sketchy and then I caught it and yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But before that it was the inch dumbbell, which is what 172 or something Uh like that. Yeah. So yeah. I like the inch dumbbells. I know a lot of people have been complaining about them at the, uh, the qualifiers, but I think they're easy to press. I'd rather press the inch dumbbell. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like the inch dumbbells, easier for me to press just wedge it right into my shoulder there and it's just a right little it's, pop. Yeah. yeah you can launch it off your body like mm-hmm. the regular dumbbell like have a hard time setting up and yeah 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 so you're right. talking about this being clash potentially being your final like comp huh yeah i think so okay what yeah. uh are you gonna just try and focus on athletes after that right yeah i want to i I really noticed it during OSG with like, I brought like a handful of athletes from my gym mm-hmm. and like, I actually really enjoyed coaching them more than like competing. Okay. I mean, it didn't help that like I was having a disaster of a competition, but like it was, it was fun to be able to focus on them and like, mm-hmm. you know, guide them along. And I like the stress is different, but it's still there. Like the excitement's a little bit higher. Like I was a little bit more excited for them than I was for like, if I were to hit like, you know, do well on an event. So I kind of want to focus on the athletes a little bit more and just okay. grow that, you know what I mean? Grow, grow my part of the business where I coach people a yeah. little bit and take off at that a little bit more and use my experience and compete a little bit less and not be as beat up and tired. And yeah. Yeah. You'll, <laughs> so. I think you'll miss some of that, but uh, especially if you decide to like take on more clientele to work mm-hmm. with, I think uh, you'll replace that. And you'll have that, like you said, the excitement of what they do. Right. To yeah. uh, 
to fill that void of competition, I think. I agree. Yeah. And then, you know, what? I'm still at the competitions and I'm still seeing all like, you know, like my friends, like it's, I'm not a social person and like, mm-hmm. but like I could get to a competition and hang out and like socialize, you know, yeah. like I, I always like seeing everybody. And mm-hmm. so like, that's a big part of it too. So yeah. So I also have that aspect as well. I just don't have to like get all like amped up and anxious about doing an event and, mm-hmm. you know, worrying about how I feel and yeah, <laughs> a, lot, a lot less stress. Risk hurting <laughs> yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. I, uh, I mean, I've never gotten into coaching or anything. It's not for me, I don't think, but, uh, I could see how it could be fulfilling in its own right to go and go to these comps and stuff. I think, uh, I mean, that's why I transitioned into doing this stuff is just to stay active in the community Mm -hmm. with like all the bullshit injuries and whatever else I've been dealing with. Right. uh, I think it's cool that, uh, it's got such a community aspect to it that like somebody like you, who's self-proclaimed, not a social person likes to still go to the shows and hang out and all these things like to see it. I mean, it's such a good group of people for the most part. I think like, I, honestly, I haven't really met anybody through strongman that I don't like. Sure. Like it's, it's a good group of people. I mean, it has its conflicts, but I think anything does. Like, yeah. There's like, just, there are people it attracts on sides that I still get along with and likes, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's still good people. Mm-hmm. Just communication's not the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> it attracts very strong personalities. Mm-hmm. and uh yeah Very communication strong. is is lacking communication is definitely oh, lacking. so bad <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't ever remember it being this bad honestly yeah. like, as bad as right now like, mm. i don't know like maybe i wasn't as involved before but yeah it's something right now but i mean i started competing in thir- 13 but okay. i wasn't aware of like the pro scene or like the bigger shows <laughs> or like asm or any of those until yeah probably 2018 mm-hmm. so like there was a good gap there whereas for like the end of my like view of strongman was local shows right so and that was fun it was great but this has definitely opened up quite a bit and then yes now being aware of all this underlying drama and nonsense right. has been really interesting i mean it may have been there the whole time but i don't i don't recall it and like mm-hmm. i wasn't like yeah I, I always competed on the local level and i would go up and weight classes and stuff like that and like I got open up to the pro scene when I went and did that. Well, I was going to compete in that show in 2016. And like, you know, and I, I saw Johnny for the first time and like that whole 105K class. I was like, damn, that's, that's a solid group of athletes, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I started following them and stuff, but like there was no shit going on as far as like them anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It was, so I stayed on the local for the most part until I qualified for OSG and 2018 so but yeah it's so it's just it's interesting it's <laughs> I'm curious to see what where it all ends up honestly uh yeah i don't know 2022 <laughs> is shaping up to be interesting with uh the comps and everything going on i mean it seems like people are it seems like at the very least with all the drama and the bullshit going on, like everybody is still recognizing that we're all just part of this one sport and it's a very small right. niche market. Right. And uh, I mean, none of these big personalities are going anywhere. So why get upset about it? Let's just keep competing. Right. And just recognize them for what they are. And, yeah. you know, they're going to say the shit that they say and mm-hmm. it's just going to be it. Yeah. <laughs> it know. is what it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah what the, did you, 
did you ever meet uh max pipa i never did uh-uh. okay yeah he was uh he turned pro like 19 years old or something like that but i met him he competed out of alaska he was stationed up there for the army and yeah, that was we, we were talking about our, our worldview of strongman growing at these certain years or whatever it was interesting because like i was trying to think of what what made me realize that there were these 105 pros out here was I met him in 2017 at a local show in Alaska uh, and uh, he had just gotten stationed there. He had been a pro for a little bit. He turned pro. He was really good friends with Terry. So I'm sure Terry will have a lot of stories about Max, but uh, he's an interesting cat. Anyway, um, I hung out with him after the show and bullshit with him and then like had my world opened up to all this other stuff started following him and then started following mm. other people and i was just curious yeah. if you had met him he's a really cool dude but now he does i've never met him i've heard of him but yeah he yeah. does bodybuilding now and then okay. uh, he recently had a second kid and i think he might have stopped competing at all but oh yeah really cool dude oh got to check about that yeah i couldn't imagine going pro as a fucking at 19 no yeah that's that's no. insane I mean, it was a different sport then, too. Like, I remember when I first started, I was, I think a 300-pound axle was, like, out of this world. Like, <laughs> yeah. At least on the local level, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember we had some we had some pretty decent local competitions. Like, there was, like, the Kumite Classic, which was, like, almost like a little tiny Arnold festival, mm-hmm. like, in Pennsylvania. And, like, there were a lot of pretty decent athletes would show up and like i remember a heavyweight hitting a 300 pound axle this one time and everybody's mind was blown i was like you know what i mean like that was like a big deal it's like yeah shoot you go down like 90ks are hitting 300 pound axles now like (laughs) totally different sport yeah when uh when dan and justin and i started competing in alaska i think i started like a year or two before them but uh james hendrickson is real uh he's a heavyweight up there and he actually had the, he might still have it, the USS heavyweight uh, 308 um, log national record. And it was only like 360. And he at weighing, yeah. you know, 308 or whatever it was. Right. And I remember everybody was like mind blown that he could do that. And I was too at the time. I mean, this was like well, 2016. Yeah, yeah, it was like 2016. And it was like, holy shit, he put 360 <laughs> pounds over his head. Right. And now, like, I've done that. Yeah. It's like, mm. it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm it's taking cool. anything away from James. He's a strong guy, yeah. but I mean, that just isn't, it's not what it was. No, the standard's totally different now. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. I mean, Camby's so, done 60 pounds more than that. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he's a good deadlifter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Camby? Yeah, he's got yeah. both now. Like, he's, yeah, he's a. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. If you, can, if you can figure out how to throw a bag, everybody's in trouble. <laughs> uh, that's one of those events I can't wait to see go away. <laughs> You're not a fan, huh? Huh? You're not a fan? Um, I'm good at it. Okay. It's just, it's yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just shows up a lot. Yeah, it is. Um, it's been pretty common the last year. But I think people have been waiting to be able to throw something for so long. Mm. You know what I mean? And like, not everybody had the pony kegs. So once those sandbags came out, like everybody's like, oh, finally we get to do like this toss. Yeah. But then it became like shit. Mm-hmm. Like, every other competition has a toss now. And it's, I mean, it's a fun event. Yeah. But, so, so if Clash is your last one, it means no OSG this year. You're not going to go battle it out with Anthony and Canby? 
No, they can have that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll um I'll sit back and heckle. Okay. Yeah. What uh what do you think coming out of that? You got any predictions on how that's gonna go down? Oh man, that could I mean that's a hard one to call, really. Like oh, and Jordan Donaldson's coming out for that one too. Yeah, I mean Jordan's solid too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Right. Like, I mean, I feel like um Jordan putting a hundred percent effort in for the whole year. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm so glad you said it. Like <laughs> I feel like he can totally, you know what I mean, be a major yeah. contender in that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I've watched him compete before, you know, like I've seen him like, yeah. <laughs> so, but between the two of them, I don't know, that's tough. Like, mm-hmm. That could be like one of those like any given day. Yeah. Right. Like Anthony yeah. has that like throws caution to the wind and just like you know what I mean and like Camby's mm-hmm. a little bit more so it just depends. Yeah, meticulous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know who I would call on that one. It's <laughs> it's tough. I mean, Anthony's thing is saying like, "Oh, I've spanked Camby so many times before." It's like, yeah, but like Camby's made strides in the last couple of years. Like he is something else now. Right. But you can't ever count Anthony out for anything. I mean, he will, like, right. caution of the wind, just go full reckless mode to make it happen. Right. So. Like, I think with enough fire, he could totally yeah. come in and just take it. You know what I mean? Especially, yeah. I think if enough people doubt that he's going to do it, <laughs> mm. then he's going to win. That's very true. That's a good way to put that. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's how that's going to play out. I think, yeah. I think events are going to have a huge say on that outcome, too. Ah, oh, that's true too. Because maxes, I think, especially in like any kind of overhead maxes, Camby's going to take that. Mm-hmm. But if it's reps, Anthony could fucking just grind some wild shit out. This is true. Yeah, and then deadlifts. I mean, Anthony's got the deadlift on Camby, so if it's got to be reps to make it some somewhat fair, you know, there's right. a lot of variables there. And they're pretty good. I mean, they're pretty. I want to see as far as moving events go, like. I think I'd be pretty close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, if, I mean, as long as Anthony can like triple wrap his knee, I mean, he'll <laughs> he'll bear right. through it and deal. I mean, he moves quick. Yeah. So yeah, oh man, brutal. I don't know. That'd be interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited. Yeah. Hopefully, they like, can both stay healthy. We'll like pop in and he'll like win over both of them. You know. Yeah. Like, did that happen with the was the 90K, 80Ks this year at OSG? Uh, I think it was like the kid's second competition or something like that. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I want to say it was, his, it might have been his first. I don't okay. know. It was one of his first ever competitions. Like, he decided he was going to get in. Like, this is a story I heard anyway. And like, I checked out his Instagram. Like, he's, there's like no pictures of him competing in anything. Wow. And then he came in and just like wiped the floor with everybody in the 80K no class. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Did you you talk to Andrew this weekend or not this weekend, but in Nashville at all? The kid that had never competed before. It was his first show. He um, did the Nashville qualifier. I did not talk to him. OK, I, I've he's, heard about he's from yeah. like Detroit, Michigan or whatever. He's got a heavy oh, really? Detroit accent. Ah. Yeah. Super nice guy. Super down to earth. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was his first ever show, and he showed up, and he was still repping out the deadlift. He was doing just nice. fine. It was wild. Like he came in like fifth overall or sixth, but that's not too bad. Really. Yeah, no, it was yeah. it was impressive. Huh? I'm gonna have to look him up because I go to Detroit a lot. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, and 
Yeah, and I have some clients in Detroit and I'll go okay. train and yeah, I'm I'll send, I'll send you his Instagram tag. He uh yeah. he's pretty unassuming too. He's just got that like I don't know where it came from. Right. Just strong as hell. <laughs> well, that was like Ryan Saxton at um Yeah. Last last year. I mean, I mean he yeah. he tore Tyler and me up during the qualifying rounds. Mm-hmm. Like it was a battle between Tyler and me because he was like <laughs> he was over here doing his thing and we were just like he was like, Yeah, we weren't competing with him on the qualifier. And then I think the events and the finals kind of flipped, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they're a little bit hard, heavier. And like, that's where like Tyler me advanced. Sure. But he's another one though. He's awesome. Yeah. Athlete. Unassuming. Nobody saw him coming and he just. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's great that we're getting that in this sport. I mean, I feel like, I mean, it's always happened, but I think it's happening more and more now. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. are finding this and realizing like, oh, hey, I can fuck around with these guys. Yeah. And yeah. it is. It is demoralizing when somebody that's never done a show or it's their like oh. second show comes in and just kicks your ass. Right. You've been doing it for years and practicing yeah. and everything. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, uh, he wasn't going against me, luckily, but this kid named Trusty was like 19 when I was doing when I did one of my first shows, like 23 in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was 19 years old. He came in and did the juniors or whatever and just had no issues, casually went through all the weights. It was disgusting. He's like 6'2", 230 pounds with abs. Just, wow. yeah, obnoxious. And 19 years old. Fuck, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> That's craziness. Yeah. yeah. So I th- it's it's good. I think, uh, you know, the Clash Series is doing that. USS is really doing that with all the local shows they got. Strongman Corporate mm-hmm. Force. I think uh, we're seeing a big influx of brand new people. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's definitely growing. It's good to see growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the rest of this year plays out with everything. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna see how all the other clashes go. So that'll be mm-hmm. that'll be fun. I think hopefully um, the two girls from my gym make it to clash. So I'll go with them in Texas. Two sixty four kilo. Two. Oh yeah, that's a uh, yeah, that's a uh, Derek from Battle Axe is doing that, right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna mm-hmm. be at a different gym here, but yeah, I'll be trying to get to that. I mean, I live here in Dallas, where it'll be. Oh so. yeah. yeah that's right yeah yeah so granted if they both make it then i'll be going out well even if one of them makes it i'll go out okay how are they doing so far it's only one event in right i'm not even sure what the results get released tonight oh it's wednesday yeah man my days are all messed up yeah i mean i i think i think they'll be sitting somewhere like upper mid pack with the log okay so we'll see how the rest of the events go so Mm -hmm. hopefully hopefully they can get in and then we can start really pushing their training and get them yeah because that'd be good that'd be good mm-hmm. for both of them the one one girl morgan she did um she just kind of got thrown in a strong man you know it's just as like she only did like one other show maybe two and then we qualified her for osg and like you know like your first time for osg you haven't really competed like it's not going to go well mm-hmm. so i don't like i kept telling her like it's experience you know mm-hmm. get it in and so hopefully we can get her into this and she can like you know, use that experience and do a little bit better and see where that takes her. But yeah. Yeah. You got to take all that as just a, an opportunity to learn. Cause yeah. if you go in there and get all crushed because you maybe didn't do so well, your first or second show or whatever at a big show right. like that, you're not long for this sport. Right. And like, then that's like, and it's ideal to get in like, and this is what happened to Tony, the other 64 K she got in there and she got crushed. You know, okay. and then, but she then saw like this is the standard I need 
you know, like something mm-hmm. to chase. Like yeah. these girls are on this level. Instead of comparing yourself to people on the local level, mm-hmm. if you want to compete on a high level, you have to go to a high level show, mm-hmm. get your ass handed to you. You know what I mean? Find out yep. what you need to do and where you need to be. And she came back this year and made the finals. So. Yeah, I think, I mean, you're only going to grow as big as like the environment you're putting yourself in typically, you know, so right. if you're, if you're just staying in local level stuff and you keep winning, like good for you, if that's what you want to do, but right. Yeah. You're, you're only going to get stronger if you're going out and competing against better people. Right. So and that's, yeah, that, that was my philosophy with all of them. Just throw them in, you know, let them see. And then if they decide they want to, they'll at least know what they're up against. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Raises your standards. I mean, usually a lot of people, like, we get this around here anyway. A lot of people, like, they don't want to leave the novice class until they win the novice competition. <laughs> That's so dumb. Dude, you're going to be a novice athlete forever. You know what yeah. I mean? Because there's plenty of people in there that shouldn't be in there. Yeah. Like, step out of there. Because if you're only trying to hit a 200-pound log, because that's the weight that you only have to hit, you're never going to hit higher than that. No. <laughs> no, yeah, I've never – I mean, I've never done novice. I don't even think it was an option in the first couple of shows that I was involved in, but – I think novice should be genuinely like a true novice where that's the only, the only, you get to do it once. Yeah. And then you're, you're out into the world, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, you're just wasting time. Didn't give it a go. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. We, um, Mark Jones and I, our first show, we did novice and we probably should have done it open, but true. we had no idea, you know? Yeah. So we walked in and like him and I ran away, ran away with the show and like we tied and he beat me by count back. <laughs> so pissed. But <laughs> But yeah, it was, but that was one of those things. I would never go back to doing that class, you know, mm-hmm. like after that, it was like, yeah, we, we don't belong here. Like we right. want to be with those guys over there. Mm-hmm. That's a mindset thing though. Not everybody's got that mindset. No, they definitely don't. And I mean, those people that don't though, they don't, they're not at clash or they're not at, you know, the bigger shows for a reason. This is true. This is so, true. They have their place. That's <laughs> right. We need them. I mean, they, they help build those local shows with their entry fees, so you can't complain too much. Right. No, you definitely need those people. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for you. I think we're going to head to the gym here shortly. So I appreciate you taking the time, man. Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll uh, do another one before or after Clash and see how things play out. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully i don't blow apart and, yeah we'll see yeah. man i think i think you'll be fine i think yeah, after I think clash goes and you like you get the finals again you're gonna be like man maybe one more year yeah we'll see <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, it's tough. yeah it's tough to say bye to the sport but yeah. i mean it's good that you can stay involved like we said and everything that you're doing mm-hmm. and that's the big thing yeah staying involved and work with everybody so mm-hmm. yeah i'm kind of excited about it yeah I'll do that one deadlift one more time and then yeah. You think you're going to deadlift one more time? I'll deadlift one more time. Yeah. I, I don't know. If, you're so yeah, close to nine. Like you said, I mean, you kind of have to. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think I'll do it as like, I don't know. I guess if the opportunity comes up to do it as a one Oh five, but I don't know, like there's going to be a show with a max deadlift. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just get that number. Point. I mean, that's all that matters. Yeah. You can do two forty two USS show. Who right. gives a shit? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Your USS record might actually stick around longer than the, 105 right. record. Yeah. Well, I have almost all the US. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just keep breaking those. Call it good. Right. Yeah. Don't might as well. Good. And it still counts. Yeah. It's 900 pounds. So mm. mm-hmm. no, you're fucking 900 pounds is 900 pounds. I don't give a fuck who you are. Right. I don't so. care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
that's a freak deadlift. I mean, there's open heavyweights that don't touch that. Yeah. So, so right on, man. Well, I, I appreciate your time. Thank Hope you. Have a good rest of your day. Yeah, you too. See you, man. Take it easy.